0: Hey nerds, it's Geeks of Cascadia, Geeks of Cascadia, Geeks of Cascadia, exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest, all
1: levels of gamers, analog gaming, tabletop news, dungeons, and dragons, and magic stupid mindless bad there will definitely be some bet that's probably our best that's that's our best feature you are listening to the geeks of cascadia podcast
0: this podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. this section of the podcast is brought to you by around the table linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages buy a game play one of ours or join us for a drink whichever you choose you'll have a great time around the table game pub now back to our show Hey geeks, Blue Samurai here, and I'm with. I'm Still Paul. And you are listening to Geeks of Cascadia, episode
1: 65. 65, 65. that's amazing. 65, yes. It's
0: amazing. Um, mm. Paul, tears to
1: episode cheers, 65. Cheers. 65, that's right. yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you touched my bottle. That's, right. that's that can't be yeah, good. Yeah, i to make sure. We're, we're to keep space. That's right. We got.
0: Uh, we can. You see, we've got our social
1: distancing space yeah, so we're here. practicing social distancing.
0: Uh, typically, we would record out around the table, but or um, some other place. Yeah, that
1: welcomes people.
0: That's right, but those have all been shut down. I don't know what's going on. What's going on with that? I I, I don't know. I haven't been watching the news or anything. We should do that. We should, I'll, but I'll turn the news on. we've been tracking like tabletop game news yeah, oh, and con yes, news. So
1: much con news.
0: Um But before we get to that, just to let everyone know uh on this episode we're going to be interviewing Lynn Hardy. Lynn
1: Hardy. We talked to her at OrcaCon. We 2020. did. We did. Yes, fantastic. She is one of our favorites. She always she likes to come to our, come total our show. Favorite. Yes, she yeah. is,
0: and she's all hunkered down too. I, I imagine she is. Man, everybody is. Yeah. And Less is not here because. She wasn't feeling very well, and we don't want to catch it's, it's anything. It's like
1: regular not feeling well, not the right, terrible right. not feeling well. Right. I don't know what's going on with the not feeling well.
0: Well, you know what? You got to be uh, you got to be cautious about these. You things. do. You should be careful. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean Rebecca and I both work at grocery stores, um, so we're exhausted. Thank, Thank you, you, by the way. Everyone, you guys are doing good work. <laughs> well, we try. I have technically been on vacation for the last I also appreciate the fact that you've
0: been setting aside toilet paper just for me, uh, so you. know,
1: if you decide to use the bathroom, it's one sheet only. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you're up to in there.
0: And you always give me the one ply.
1: Yeah, that's right. What's I, up with I, that? We, we always bring out the one ply when you come <laughs> over, it just in works. case you're hoarding. So uh, let's, let's go into con news. What do we got for con news? news? Yeah. Um, um, that, that, that convention we were talking about earlier, it's canceled. All those conventions are canceled. <laughs> yes. There's or, or your con postpone. news. So, what, City Comic Con is going to be in August? Yeah, it's going to be in August. I actually have those days off now, so Oh, maybe. that works out. I was wondering, at the end of May, if it's still available, if if you want to go to Tank Fest Northwest Ooh. at Flying Heritage Museum. Is that really a tabletop gaming con? No, but it's a convention in the Northwest. I know you like close, it. It's not close so, yet. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to go to Tank Fest. You should go. Do You don't want to go? Hmm... I'll go with you. I'm an okay. army guy. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's like I think you get a discount and stuff. Oh, I'll look into it. Okay. But they they, they like the service you members. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, that's 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 like February. Um, no, not February. May twenty third. So okay. that's not canceled yet because that's still a couple months away. Yeah. At the Flying Heritage and Combat Armor Museum, and they drive tanks around and they shoot stuff. Oh, they shoot. Yeah. In the air. Right. And they've got half-tracks. Because it's very
0: dangerous when you fire
1: the real thing. Yeah, you don't want to do that. They've got like a BMW R75. Mm -hmm. They've got a a white M3A1 half-track personnel carrier. They've got an M5A1 Stuart light tank and many, many others. Well...
0: Sounds that, cool. That's con news. If it's still going on. Well, yeah, there's not much for cons. There's so not much for con news. pretty sure We had to scour the internets for what con was actually open, which right, apparently is not. Right, which nothing. is nothing, yeah. Uh, but we do have tabletop game news. We do, what,
1: yeah. What do you got, Paul? Me, from what we're going to call Kickstarter Corner, because I feel like calling it that. Sure. Um, I was looking at this great game called Listicle. I'm sorry, what? Listicle. Okay. Um, it's it's a, a game based on cards, and on the cards, there is a um, category, and then a couple examples from that category. Like the one that they have is like um, pasta, and then they list two pasta shapes. Oh, okay. You can play it a couple of different ways. You can say um, um, everyone bids how many, um, for example, shapes of pasta they can come up with, like eight mm-hmm. or three or five, and you can play this with as many people as you can gather together but three or more is better. Or okay. you can, or you can say like um like linguini and fettuccine and then have people guess whatever the category is. Hmm. Okay. And so it's 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 playable and it's it's, a, it's like a party game, they don't have to sit around table or anything, it's like to be doing whatever. And but it looks really fun. Um I like listing things, I like categorizing things. Um I'm gonna burp now. I think it sounds good. It's on Kickstarter. Um, They've got 28 days to go as of today, which is, I'm looking at my D&D calendar. Today's the 20th? Yes, it is. It's the 20th. It's the 20th. Of March. So they've got about until about Mm -hmm. April 19th or 20th to go. I was also looking at, oh my God, this is so beautiful, Tallest from Monty Cook's Games. Oh, yeah. I see it right now. Yeah. um, City by the Spire. It is um a, an adventure with a, a city based over a giant dungeon, which sounds kind of familiar. Hmm. <laughs> Monty Cook. But um it still sounds fun. Yeah. And you can play it um either with um fifth edition or with um the cypher system. which, ah, which okay. is cool. And um it is beautiful. I'm just watching the video mm-hmm. and looking at the art they have for it. It looks fantastic. It looks totally fun. Um, it is expensive. It's like hundred and fifty bucks for the actual paper version. Wow. Uh, yeah,
0: but is, you know, they Monty Cook games. They have some yeah, high quality stuff. But I'm going to
1: be saving that money for toilet paper. Oh yeah, toilet paper is important because i I'm going to be buying it in the street sheet by sheet. Yes.
0: Um, and they just looks like it. It's just oh, going. To, oh, they're way they're past their goal. Yeah, oh, they're, they're like good. They're always good. Yeah,
1: they're like seven hundred grand or something. And like
0: that it's only two left. hours to go. So only two hours to go. That's what it oh, says well, here. if you want it, so too never bad. mind. Never mind. Forget about Monty uh, Cooks. I, I'm call sure call if us. you went online there afterwards,
1: they'll. they'll I'm sure they'll someone will sell it to yeah. you for two fifty or three hundred. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a game store is going to take it, uh, make it easy on you. Yeah. Also, I found a really cool game called mind management that's M-I-N-D M-G-M-T okay Yeah, on Kickstarter where there's one person who is like the the mind manager where they're trying to take over the planet by controlling people's minds Hmm. and everyone else is trying to resist that okay and um, the game's different every time because you open these little packs of cards that um, change the way the game works apparently Mm -hmm. Uh, but it looks totally fun the artwork is a little mm, I don't know edgy but um, the gameplay okay. sounds great. So I don't really care about the artwork. I care about the gameplay. Cool. Cool. And that's all I really have for...
0: Okay. Um, I, I just got a few things. I mean, it's really weird because our tabletop game news is, seems to be somewhat limited. Um, that's because
1: Rebecca's not here with her her ace, constant, um, diligent... That's true. That she, she does. She usually does for, all for that. For five minutes before we podcast yes. every time. Yeah,
0: she usually gets all that, and and I don't. I'm kind of kind of behind. But uh, some news, uh, Renegade Game Studios taking pre-orders for Raider, uh, Raiders of Scadia, so uh, check that out. Uh, Renegade Game Studios, uh, I guess I got a sale going on now, so uh, sure. check that out. It's a, good, it's a good time to play. I mean, all you guys, time yep. with your family. right. Or Alone. Or Alone. Uh, We're going to talk about that later. (laughs) Cryptozoic holding Stay Home home Play Games Sale. Wow, they're they're selling some games there. Um, Just kind of looking on the internets here. Uh, Stellar now available from Renegade Game Studios, so check that out. Cool. Um, We've got Fantasy Flight announces a new expansion for Arkham Horror, so those of you that like Arkham Horror, check that out. Yeah. We've got... Uh, Portal Games announces Imperial Settler's Storage Box. And one thing I'd like to kind of talk about, and it's coming soon to Uh, D&D. You've already got the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Those of you that order it, you can go to your game store and and get that now. But the next one that's coming out sometime in June is Mythic Odysseys of Theros.
1: Yes, that looks great. That does look great. I've already committed to the Strahd thing, and then I got... Burned. You can always change. I mean, I don't it's not know. a big deal. It's not, not a it. big deal.
0: Um, in fact, um,
1: I'm willing to do it. I mean, it looks really cool. You want to play it, everything that comes out all the once? I do. I do. And that's just not going to work. Well, it's,
0: it, you know, it's and what I like about this, it's merging the magic universe with the D and D universe, much like they did with. Um, Ravnica yeah, so that's coming out in June. I've already pre-ordered it on my uh, on D&D Beyond But if you want to get the the box with the not the box But the the alternate cover art go to Uh, your local game store. That's right Uh, in fact you should I typically will get get my um, My campaigns and my books source books on D&D and Beyond and I usually get a hardcover, so that's awesome Yes, I got you know. I got to have that. It's kind of
1: nice here. sitting on the couch looking at a book. Yeah. Instead of I'm mm-hmm. flipping through, trying searching things on your iPad or your laptop or whatever. Right. Yeah, I prefer to look at a book. Maybe put a bookmark in there.
0: Well, and since the world is collapsing as we know, oh, we yeah. may not need it. We, we may, may, may not, have, not have
1: the internet. D beyond might all get the thing, and who knows Wait, right. what is that thing called again? I, I don't what? know. Hmm. Cheers. Hmm. Oh, we touched again. No, no.
0: <laughs> all right. Um... So, Paul, you know, since we're all kind of indoors and really can't do much, yeah. you know, we can't go to a restaurant, we're like we can't a, we're go to we're a
1: bar. like alone or with our, our spouse or right. loved one. Um, and all the schools
0: have closed. Uh-huh. Um, I've got three boys. They're in my house. Yeah. Um, a great opportunity <laughs> to terrible. play play games. I mean, obviously, social distancing in your own home is a little difficult, if not impossible. Yeah. Strangers, you do do that. But I think at home, you get do a lot of cool games. Good. Right? Because well,
1: it's like for, for me is like is it's me and my wife and so mm-hmm. there's just two of us. We want to play a game that needs to be like a two player game or there's like, there's one player things too. Right. Which we're going to talk about um after the interview. We're going to talk about the Call of Cthulhu starter set which starts Ooh. as a one player thing and then grows. I like that. But there's also other games you can play such as maybe oh, Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> pandemic is a, is a two or more player game. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a co-op game. Okay, so you haven't played it. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. Also, from our friend Alex Jarabek. Ooh. I just got this. Via, How come you didn't tell me about this? The Kickstarter, I'm telling you right now.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, this is um, far away. It's Alex, a, it's, we got the game. That's right. Mm-hmm. It, from Cherry Pick Games. Um, go to cherrypickgames.com, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be on the, the thing. Um, the tech right here re- no it's not going to be there it's <laughs> oh, going to okay. be down below here okay <laughs> but but yeah this this game is great it's really heavy there's lots of pieces and they can hook you up with it it looks fantastic it's like a space exploration game it's a it's a it's a co-op game for two players or more i'm 13 and up it's a 90 to a, a 150 minutes but wow it's heavy don't be angry <laughs>
0: Well, that's great. Hey, congratulations, Alex. That's great. Getting right. that oh, ready to
1: get that out the door. Also, there's a Dungeon Mayhem, which is two to six players.
0: I love that game. It's great for a family. It is. Um, I, I find it optimal if you have at least three or more. But I though think you, you need, can do need it, three or more. Yeah, you, you can do two, but you're right. Three or more is
1: is way. If I do, if, if we do, if we do just two, Janice just kills me. Janice is way better at that game than I am because she just goes for the throat.
0: Well, I mean, maybe that's lack of skill in your part.
1: Or it might be my lack of skill, Could but be. I think it's more her aggression. Could be. And, and
0: they've got the new expansion set that came out with the exactly, monsters. So with the cool monsters. Yes. I got, in fact, I did purchase one at my local game I store did, yesterday. We,
1: we, oh, did you? Oh, it took you that long to do it. It did. I was wow. busy. Oh, yeah. With stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's stuff. you have to do. That's right. I don't Why is your stuff so important? More important than games? I don't know. You know. Yeah, stuff stuff you gotta right, do stuff we'll I gotta do
0: yeah okay so uh, what else you got here you got
1: anything else got? well we're gonna talk about this oh okay and I'm gonna make a mess of this
0: so it's Call of Cthulhu and and, and uh, the
1: Call of Cthulhu starter set
0: so those of you listening he's uh, Paul's actually holding this up so. and we're gonna talk about this in detail after the interview right so let's talk to our good friend Lynn Hardy Lynn now. Hardy
1: who worked on would you believe the Call of Cthulhu starter set All right. All right. Let's do that. All right.
0: This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks! Guess what? We have another special guest. Our Actually, podcast. our reoccurring special <laughs> guest. Uh, we're we're still here at our OrcaCon. Actually, OrcaCon is about ready to end um, in about three minutes, uh, and it wouldn't be OrcaCon unless we had Lynn Hardy with us.
2: How's That's going, right. Lynn? Hello. Well, thank you for saying the right things about being your favorite guest. You're my (laughs) favorite podcasters. thank you very much. Yes.
1: You're on a podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I
2: know. I'm old. I always get the technology (laughs)
1: right. Now, Lynn, we have
0: followed your career uh, for the last, uh, what, five years? I think you've been with us, yeah, five years. Every single one, yeah. Every single one, yeah. And you have been with Chaosium, and you're still with Chaosium. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so what is going on there? What's the latest?
2: Well, in June last year, Mm -hmm. um, I went pretty much full time for Chaosium as the associate editor for Call of Cthulhu. Excellent. Which Mm -hmm. is fantastic, I'm thoroughly enjoying that steep learning curve because now I have to worry about paperwork and contracts and art briefs and and cartography briefs and things, you know, all Mm -hmm. the stuff I didn't have to worry about before. So um, thankfully, Mike Mason is an excellent teacher and has been very patient with me as as I get to grips (laughs) with all the complicated bits and bobs. But that's been a real challenge and it's been great. And I like a challenge. I, I need to be kept out of mischief, as you very well know. Yes, yes, And, of course, the really cool thing that we announced in December is it's a project that I've been wanting to get off the ground for a long time, is we've got the Rivers of London RPG license. Awesome. Okay,
0: interesting. Sounds good. you got to expand a little bit on yes. that one, I think. <laughs> yes. I, I, you've intrigued me. So. Okay. Well,
2: Rivers of London is mm-hmm. Ben Aranovich's uh, urban fantasy series, so it's kind of um, police procedural with added magic, Uh, And the the name of the first book, it was um, the Soho Riots, I believe, over here. The name of the first book got changed. Um, But the series is Rivers of London, and it's all based around uh, genii locorum, uh, so spirits of place, the fact that Mm -hmm. magic is coming back into the world, there are wizards out there in the world. Wow, cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not quite so many as there were, but an increasing number. Uh, And how sort of like police procedurals interact with that and how that causes interesting things and then the whole world is developing and each novel kind of brings in a few different interesting areas mm-hmm. of subject matters and it's now branching out so there are now books based in Germany as well, there's um, various stuff in America that is going to get developed too so that that world is ever expanding.
1: Very cool. Wow. That sounds fun.
2: It is. It's a lot of fun. Like yeah. I said, it's something I've wanted to get going it's for a long cool. time. And thankfully, mm-hmm. Ben is an old gamer uh, and was really excited and is really excited about us doing this. Very cool. Oh, that is
0: really cool, yeah. Spreading horror wherever you go. That's uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I may
2: want you to rephrase oh, that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, after talking
1: to you, I was. I yes. want more role-playing. So I was yes. inspired to get the Cthulhu Starter Kit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, my free time this weekend, I've been kind of like reading through the beginning of it. But I'm, not, I'm just mm-hmm. at the, where the adventure for one person starts. I really like how it's set up. It's really neat. It's like how mm-hmm. you run an adventure for yourself, and then you read the rules, Yeah. and then you run an adventure for a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yeah. Well,
2: this is, this is Mike's baby. Yeah. Mike has wanted to do this for a long, long time, and thankfully we got the chance to do this. Yeah. And we, we were kind of working on the premise that the person that buys the starter set is going to be the person who ends up being the keeper for the yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: let's break it down, let's introduce it nice and slowly, yeah. so that you, you get your skills, you get your confidence, so that by the time Mm -hmm. you get to running it for other people, you've got a really good idea how the system works. Mm -hmm. It's been introduced slowly and steadily. Um, And then these three scenarios in the final booklet sort of increase the, the number of players that you're running for while decreasing the amount of support and advice in the way that they're presented. So um, obviously Paper Chase is the first one, which is a fantastic scenario. It's a really nice little scenario that also highlights how you can deal with issues in a different way. You don't have to default to the standard shoot it, hit Uh, it mm -hmm. mode. Um, But that's for, as you say, one, one keeper and one, maybe two players. The next scenario um, is Edge of Darkness, I think, because I I always blank on the second one for some bizarre reason. I have no (laughs) idea why. Um, So I apologise to it if I've just got its name wrong again. Uh, That's for two to four players. A little bit more complicated. A little bit less advice on on when you need to make rolls, how you can interpret them, and then by the time you get to Dead Man Stomp at the end. Not an awful lot of advice in there for you. Okay. Up to five. Well, you can do it with six, but we say mm-hmm. five because there's five pre-gens in the box for you to, to okay. just plug in and run with. Um, and hopefully by that point you'll have got that confidence that you'll be happy to then go on uh, with Doors to Darkness, which is the book that has the introductory scenarios in. Awesome. Uh, and you'll you know you'll you'll be Happy, confident, yes. and going out there terrorizing your players.
1: Great. I'm also hoping because of the, the of the theme, because my uh-huh. wife has no interest in Dungeons and Dragons, but she might like like this theme. Yes, it's mm-hmm. kind of the kind of thing that was more appealing to her uh-huh. and more interesting. So maybe I can get my wife playing
2: a little bit of games.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Oh, hopefully, yes. Yeah.
2: And I mean, we we, you know, the Alone Against the Flames is a great scenario, that starts to introduce you to the rules as well, Uh, so it's not just a choose your own adventure, it's a sneaky way of starting to get the rules in Mm -hmm. there for you, Um, and it's it's great fun, and of course, because it's a choose your own, it's calling back to gaming's history,
1: Uh, but uh it
2: also means you've got a huge amount of replayability, because you can choose different options, try different things each time, get a little bit more confidence, learn different things about the rules as well. uh, and what we're trying to do with the books that we're producing now as well is to make sure that they're compatible with both the starter set and the core rules Great. so that you can, you don't necessarily have to have the core rules okay. to buy mm-hmm. the newer books. Oh, wow.
1: That's, that's nice.
2: The couple of little bits that are missing <laughs> we're kind of trying to include uh-huh. in the introduction chapter so that if you've got the starter set, you can still make full use of those books Okay. Too. Cool.
0: I know Paul wanted to run myself and Rebecca through it. Yeah. I you had mentioned that. We can chat about it. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Oh, I'd like to hear how that goes. Yeah.
0: Well, Paul want to
1: drive you insane.
0: Well, that's that's <laughs> all. That, you you have to go insane, right? It's a Cthulhu based type. Feel. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's not a requirement. Yeah, it's yeah but, it's it's <laughs> but it's not fun. But it's
0: not fun unless someone goes insane. This you is know? very
1: true. on <laughs> like how you go insane?
0: That's true. Yes. Yes. Well, what, what's great about it is you can apply it to any type of setting. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In, in that way, and that's probably why. It does appeal to maybe a certain group of folks that, you know, oh, I don't want to get into d d or Pathfinder uh, because Cthulhu, you can place it, you know, here in this time frame. You can place it wherever. Yeah. Um, I, I saw one. It w- you might have seen it. It was in actually it was in the RPG library, but it was Cthulhu based kind of a horror. I um, uh, wish I could help you with it. 30, um, 1930s or something oh, like hmm. that.
2: Pulp Cthulhu is 1930s nominally. Oh, okay. Um, Classic is 20s. We have uh, Cthulhu by Gaslight, which that's one of my Mm -hmm. projects for this year, hopefully, if I can get onto it, Um, is the Victorian setting. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the joy is that because it is historically based, Mm -hmm. you can move it to your favorite historical period and Mm -hmm. just have a blast with it. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's clever.
0: Did you get to do any of that uh, this uh, OrcaCon at all? Did you get to... Or did you play other games here?
2: I actually got to play Blue Rose on Saturday okay. night, which is right. wonderful. I, I got to play something this time. Um, I ran a Cthulhu game on Friday, and I ran Cogs and Cakes yesterday morning. Cool. So
1: mm-hmm. Very always
2: cool. nice to come and run for people here.
1: And all the RPGs were pretty much full. Yeah. Oh, this yes. Year. Yeah. I mean, that was really cool and really um, encouraging. We're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was great. Because every every night we read through all of what's going on tomorrow, and I like, keep getting RPGs. That, oh, this is all full. I'm sorry, you can't go to this. Check <laughs> mm-hmm. in, maybe you can sneak in. <laughs> like, but that was great. Because usually, yeah. it's like, since we do this um, at both Dragonfly and Orcacon, I'm very familiar with how things usually right. go. And it's yeah. not usually that full. So
2: yeah, that's yeah, great. we've got we've got some really good gamers here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. some very generous gamers. Uh-huh. Gamers who are willing to try different things. Yeah. And that's always lovely to see. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well,
0: in terms of Chaosium coming out with the, their latest thing, what do you got in research and development that you can talk about and not that get in can trouble? That
2: I talk about? Well, um, Cthulhu by Gaslight um, mm-hmm. is on my slate for later this year. Okay. Um, we have uh, Mansions of Madness, Volume 1. Um, so I know I've talked mm-hmm. about before how we don't just want to be the greatest hits company right. we don't just sure, want to sure. keep updating old stuff yeah. um, but Mansions of Madness for those people who've, been, who've played Cthulhu uh, for a while um, that was a book of scenarios based around houses okay. um, from <laughs> years yeah. ago mm-hmm. um, so what we're doing is we're, we're updating those to 7th edition mm-hmm. so this volume will have two classic scenarios mm-hmm. from the original book but three new ones, okay. Mm-hmm. So that we're changing it up a little bit, including new material, giving new players mm-hmm. access to the classics, but not just relying on that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. Now, this podcast is about game design a lot, a lot of times, and we bring a, a designer like yourself. We like to go into the like the sausage making of it. So, <laughs> when someone says, "Hey, we're going to do this new line, we're going to do this new idea," How, how's that start you guys end up in like in a room with a bunch of whiteboards or does someone make the outline pitch first and then everyone piles on how's it work at Chaosium?
2: Well, the way we're doing it mm-hmm. with Rivers of London is it's going to be BRP based because BRP mm-hmm. basic role playing is the company's fallback system,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: because it's an urban fantasy game obviously it needs to have bespoke elements to make sure that that system is supporting the types of stories you want to tell with it. And that's always critical with the system, is that it supports those stories. It might be the best system in the world, but if it's not allowing you to tell the stories you want to tell, then it's not Mm -hmm. doing its job properly. Um, So... We've been having discussions, actually, uh, since the announcement. Paul Fricker is going to be our lead designer. He's one of the co-authors of oh, okay. Call of Thulu 7th Edition. Okay. Very, very experienced, really knows what he's doing. It's a smashing guy to work with, uh, very, very knowledgeable. Um, so we've been having those discussions. We've been looking at the level of complexity we mm-hmm. want to have with it. We're hoping to use this to attract people in who wouldn't necessarily be gamers through the... The license, uh, okay. um, Because we know it has a, a very wide fan base. Not the fan base Ben thought it would have. Mm-hmm. Um, funny how that works.
1: We've yeah. we, we had a couple of people tell us that over the weekend. We thought we, we thought we would get these people, but we got these people or these people plus these people. Right. Yes,
2: um, mums mm-hmm. and wives and girlfriends, apparently. Yeah. Okay. He thought he was <laughs> right. writing it for sort of like people mm-hmm. like him. And mums, wives and girlfriends yeah, have yeah. pretty much been wow. stealing the okay. books and not giving them back. So, yeah, we're kind of hoping that will help bring new people in, Mm -hmm. as well as be a lot of fun for people who know what gaming is. So obviously we're going to start pitching it at um, a more introductory level, using the model Mm -hmm. of the starter set because we know that's gone down really well with people and people have enjoyed it and it's doing what we need it, we want it to do. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. But looking at what elements we can bring in that will actually support the story and build Mm -hmm. into BRP so that hopefully by the time we finish playtesting later this year,
1: we mm-hmm. will have
2: a really solid system that's going to allow people to explore that world and create their own stories wow. in it and have a mm-hmm. huge amount of fun with it. Very cool. And how long
0: does it take to develop this? And I mean, I'm uh, sure. <laughs> d- d- does the boss go, "Hey, you have exactly six months to get this done"? And well,
2: technically, I'm the boss. Well, <laughs> you're just, the boss. Which so, is so, what do you? So, what, yeah. So,
0: what do you do? Do you set yourself, "Hey, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Do, it's gonna take me a year"? Or,
2: well, obviously, um, mm-hmm. I am. Liaising very closely mm-hmm. with Paul, who has way more experience in this than I do,
0: um,
2: mm-hmm. and we're hoping um, to get some solid play testing in somewhere between three and six months' time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, we have ideas about what we'd like to do with it. Now that sounds good on paper, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work in practice. Uh, right. So then we're going to go to play testing, and we've got British groups, we've got American groups mm-hmm. lined up, people we know and trust who will be honest with us. Uh. About that's, that's, what's that's working. Of the hard things.
0: Paul's, pretty yeah. Paul's pretty honest. Paul's pretty honest that.
1: It's hard. I try. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that's, um, and that's it. Because sometimes people yeah. want to play test because they want to be in on the newest thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but they won't necessarily give you feedback that's useful. And of course, right. we, we want to get this right. It's important mm-hmm. to get this right. Um, so we will go through play testing. We will try and get it as honed as possible. Um, so that it's, it's a good system. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're kind of hoping around six months we will have something to really start playtesting maybe a bit sooner. Right. Um, I want lots of playtesting so that we oh. know that it's working uh, and things are going okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we're aiming, we've got groups who are very experienced, we've got groups uh, who know the material, we've got groups who don't know the material to make sure, so we're getting a pure rules test. As opposed mm-hmm. to a, um, a a world test, as uh, it were. Right. Uh, so, new players, experienced players. Mm-hmm. So we can try and make sure we're hitting all those buttons, so it does the job that we want it to. Do you
0: do you find, uh, and I, I guess this happened with D and D next, like you have this great idea, and it's like, ah, we just we can't pack all of this in. So we're gonna hold this back, or maybe there was something that you had that got dropped. And you love it, and um, it, you know it, it. Just it's just something you're trying to bring back. I, I don't know if there's any of those out there that that you have some ideas, and you don't have to mention them. But how do you? Uh, <laughs> I'm not asking you to mention them. Actually, I'm just I, like in the in the process of de- of developing something. Um, does it happen a lot, where you have something, and, and or maybe somebody came up with it, and you just got to cut it out? And say, hey, look, you know, we we can't fit it in here, but maybe it's something that you come up later.
2: Yeah, I mean, no research Mm -hmm. is ever wasted research because at some point you may find a use for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever you've looked into will hopefully at some point inform, if not this project, then the next project or the one Mm -hmm. down the line further from that. Um, Sometimes you think something, like I said, is gonna work Mm -hmm. and it really doesn't. So you have to sort of shelve it. Mm -hmm and wait for it to tell you where its home is going to be Yeah. Uh, and sometimes right. that will happen sometimes it won't we've all had projects that we dearly love to work on and there just isn't time right. or you know the the way that you thought it was going to work didn't work so you just need to let it go and that's mm-hmm. hard when you've put work into things um and it comes with experience knowing when to just say no this isn't working yeah. I, I yeah it's my pet mechanic it's my pet thing mm-hmm. but for the game to be as good as it as we want it to be, this has to go. Yeah.
0: Have you had something where you did pitch something, it got shot down but then came back later? You ever had that happen to you? I at all? I
2: yes. <laughs> and um. is is there something
0: now now since it's something that maybe that came back, is it something that you could maybe talk about a little bit? Um
2: not entirely, uh, okay. but you know, you okay. do. You always have those projects sure. that get away, or sure. um, mm-hmm. that aren't. The time isn't right, or mm-hmm. um, you. You. It's this sort of like this, the the zeitgeist where everybody kind of has the same idea, but somebody beats you to it. Oh, okay. Um, but at least it's out there, which right. is lovely. You know that these this parallel development mm-hmm. type thing. It. Um, it and it's weird how often it happens. Actually, it really is. It's like some little bell goes off in various people's heads, <laughs> right. and it's just who gets through to it first. Um, but that's the great thing about gaming, is the fact that there there are so many talented, creative people in there getting these ideas out there right. for people to share. And okay, you do have that moment of grrrr, mm-hmm. uh, but then it's sort of like, get on in there yeah. and good luck to you. Yeah. Right,
0: and sometimes to get better, you do have to fail. Have, that's yeah, that's how you learn and stuff. You,
2: you do learn way more from things going mm-hmm. wrong and failing, which was one of the things when I was a lecturer. It was always hard to get across to the students. It's like it's okay to fail. That,
1: that, that's, yeah. And right. you will learn cool.
2: way more from that experience than if everything goes smoothly and you get everything you want right. every single yeah. time. Yeah
0: I know Paul and I and, and Rebecca wish she was here, but we we've interviewed a lot of game designers. Uh, very successful ones like yourself and ones that have just, just struggling. And we've seen some projects that didn't really quite get off
1: the yes, ground. Yeah. We, it, we, happens.
0: And it happens. And, we, and, and we're interviewing these people and we know in our heads, like, I don't this think this is going to really happen. Close, but yeah. <laughs> but we, we want them to like, you know, try to keep going because we, we've heard, we'll, we've met people that have tried to put out something and then they fail and they just kind of go back to the drawing board. But you got to keep at it. I think you do. So. Yeah.
2: You do. And I, I mean, it is disheartening when things fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does take a certain degree of belligerency and bloody-mindedness yeah. mm-hmm. to come back from that. Yeah. Um, but you know, don't give up. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: this one might not have been right. The time might not have been right. You might not have had the right experience. Mm-hmm. But there will come a time when you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked to a couple people. Like um, David Gerard, he's had things where like, he's had this thing; it's mm-hmm. almost done, and then it's just it's just not working out. Right. And he sets it aside, and then he right. comes back to it later, maybe rebrands it, uses the same mechanisms, and that, that but right. it, but tweaks the things that are wrong, yeah. and it's a better time.
2: Yeah. And so uh,
1: then it works.
2: Yeah. And, and one of the things actually that I, I, I kind of my brain was ticking over in the background thinking about one of the projects that where, where the, this, this, it was small things that was in the Seven Wonders anthology that Pelgrane Press put out a few years ago. The okay. original rule system for that I thought worked great, but Pearl Grain didn't. So I went back and I redesigned it and the second system mm-hmm. was a disaster. <laughs> it really did not right, work at all okay. because I was trying to keep the original system mm-hmm. but add their feedback okay because I liked the original system yeah right but it just was not going to work that way and again right. it's knowing how to, when to kill your darlings and let it go
1: mm-hmm. and
2: just sit down listen don't take it personally and then the game that came out of it at the end works beautifully yeah, yeah but it was yeah. only because I had to go no I have right. to let this go yeah right
0: cuz at the end of the day i mean you you, you are crea- you are creating art you know but at the same time you have to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, otherwise this you don't want have a company, right? So, is very true. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, and, and I'm kind of excited that you know once Paul Paul will be the keeper. So, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited I'm about it. it. So, because it, it's you, something you new for the me.
2: You it's, yes, right, it's in the contract <laughs> <made laughs> now. Right. In the contract. that's you right. That's <laughs> right.
0: We even talked about maybe we should you know like stream this or record it. I don't know. It's really. Oh maybe. yeah. But
1: Let's get a little further down the yes. line. Yes. We're a little we'll scared talk, about, we'll that. about yeah. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, he,
2: you know, it's not that big a step from doing this mm-hmm. to, yeah. to streaming. You True. can do it. Yeah.
1: We have to watch our language, though.
0: No, we don't. Well, we, we don't. don't. Well, I mean, well you, you know, can. to a point. To yes. a point. I mean,
2: yeah. you know, I, I was involved in a podcast once, and we had an eighteen rating on it. So you know, as long as you yeah yeah you you set those levels <laughs> so uh-huh. that people aren't accidentally wandering in and hearing things that they really shouldn't yeah. hear, then yeah. that's mm-hmm. fine. That's
1: true. We can
2: do that. You know, you're awesome. You do this all the time. Yeah. You can you can go to streaming. Yeah. I have every faith. Isn't she me. great? Yeah. She's like
0: She's like coach. I'm you know? getting she's on Twitch when I get back to my room. Yeah. Open another
1: channel. Awesome.
0: Well, then, um, so is there is there anything outside of Chaosium you're doing, or you just that's all you're, you're just kind of focused um, on? That? They've
2: kind of pretty much got me, like you said, ninety um, percent right. of the time now. Uh, I'm I'm still allowed out to um, go do my community engagement uh, with our friendly lo- local board mm-hmm. games cafe and our friendly local game stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still teaching and lecturing on historical embroidery techniques. Okay, um, good. Wow, all right. <laughs> which is, is a mm-hmm. fun, different thing for me to go do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a couple of those coming up this year.
1: That's awesome. Are you still doing the hieroglyphics?
2: Yes, I am still doing that's awesome, hieroglyphics. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. That's fascinating. Uh, and I'm doing a new one in February as well. Um, friends of ours, uh, there's a thing called Maya on Thames, which okay. University College London do. And I think this is the seventh year they've done it. Uh, so I'm treating myself because, you know, you can't just really have one pictogram-based language mm-hmm. system in your life. Uh, so I oh, am geez. going down to uh, wow. do a weekend of learning all about Maya glyphs wow. and translating Maya that's, glyphs. That's great.
1: That's Holy
0: cow. You,
2: I am turning into an investigator. Yes. Man.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you going back from your history, you're, you know, from um, the science that you came back background. I mean, you just you keep learning. That's great.
2: Yeah, and, and that's, that, that's, the, that's the joy of it, is the fact mm-hmm. that you can learn all your life. And just, it's, you get so much from it. Whether yeah. you end up using it or not, yeah. just going yeah. out and keeping your brain active and finding out interesting stuff, Right, it's, it's joyous. I really enjoy that. I think it grows
1: it. your creative side, too. It does. You know? It
2: really does. I think
1: it also keeps you healthier. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, using your brain keeps you going. Yeah. It does, yeah.
2: and you never know where you're going to find interesting stuff that you can use. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. true. That's true. And so, as we close this out, where where can people see you into the next year in terms of conventions and places? Um, All right. Can I make a prediction? 2021 Orcacon, you're going to be.
2: I do hope so. Okay, good. You good. know I love you. Yes,
0: thank you. We love you. We love you. We love you.
2: <laughs> and this is still one of my favourite conventions okay. in the world that I go to. I have been very lucky in the conventions that I get to go mm-hmm. to. I got to go to a fantastic one in Helsinki last year, Ropacon, wow. which mm-hmm. was magnificent. They were awesome. Um, what uh, this year mm-hmm. I will be at Carcosacon, okay, uh, which is at choka Castle. Uh, okay. and you know my husband Richard likes to do his College of Wizardry, LARPing and Bits yes, and Bobs. Yes, yes. It's the same castle he does that at. Oh, wow. oh that's awesome. Uh, and okay. it's 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 amazing. It really does look like a vampire castle. That's mm-hmm. great. And it's fantastic for doing a horror call mm-hmm. of Cthulhu uh, convention at. Oh, wow. So we the first one was last year. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a guest again there this year, and it's brilliant. Oh, it nice. really is terribly wow. atmospheric. It's mm-hmm. oh. really, really good. <laughs> um, you know, and then we've got Kraken. Okay. Uh, which is in a, another castle, but this time in Germany. Oh, nice. uh, which is okay. fantastic. So these are very small conventions. Uh, so it's nice to get to do the small, really intimate yeah. ones. And then mm-hmm. come here. And this is a fantastic size convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of it for the okay. moment. I'm trying cool. not to do as many conventions okay. this yeah. year as I did last year. You travel a lot. Yeah, last a lot. year was ridiculous. <laughs> I was home one month I wasn't out of the country. Wow. Which was Kind of a bit bonkers, really. Yeah, and
1: I bet. I bet. It's great
2: fun, but <laughs> phew, I was so yeah, tired I by bet. Christmas. So
1: <laughs> Just driving 25 miles to Bellevue makes me tired.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and how do people get a hold of your Twitter, uh, Facebook, and all that?
2: Twitter's my easiest okay. one. So that's at Cogs and Cakes.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, all cool. right. Thank you again. Yeah, for thank to, you, Lynn. To Bellevue, Washington to Orcagon and for talking to us yes. oh, thank, right. you. Love thank you.
2: you for having me. You, me you know how much I enjoy coming and spending time <laughs> with both of you oh,
0: thank you very much take care and you <laughs> this part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus from board games to role playing games to miniatures we have something for the whole family come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington
1: now back to our show always oh, so great talking to Lynn Hardy Lynn is great she is my favorite she is um, she works for, as you know for Chaosium she yep. also has has written like Cogs, Kicks and Sword Sticks so if you look her up on the Twitter yeah. says, you were in a game where she kicks. ran it right and I did that's how I met her that's awesome and it's like my friend said hey I signed up for this game and I mm-hmm. can't go um, do you want to go on my place I said yes and it was like the the, the second ever, ever time I ever played a role playing game and it was great she is so good, and it was super steampunk, cool, mm-hmm. even Seattle-based. I don't know if she invented that for the location that she was in. Let's say yes. I'm going to say maybe she did. Yep. But it was, it was, it was, it was very Edison versus Tesla. I think she the, really
0: wants to live here. She just you know, maybe she's a Brit at heart. So she, she, you know.
1: she's a, she's she's a British person. So she wants to.
0: But be you're here. always welcome here. You, yes, Lynn, Lynn, you are an honorary Washingtonian.
1: Yes, totally. But we are here to talk about things you can do Mm -hmm. by yourself or with limited amounts of people. Like? Like the Call of Cthulhu starter set. Yes. Which is really clever because Mm -hmm. a lot of people have not played Call of Cthulhu. And the way they have designed the starter set is you start out alone. You don't even read the rule book. No. You go to book one. Right. And it's like a choose your own adventure sort of thing where there's some choosing and there's some mm-hmm. dice rolling and then it tells you what page to turn to and what section to read mm-hmm. and you see what happens. I don't want to spoil anything, but I didn't make it. <laughs> and it was great. I died in the best way. Oh, good. I absolutely loved it. Good. But but while you're going through um mm-hmm. through through the play your own adventure, you're also filling out your character sheet and learning how the character sheet works for Call of Cthulhu. Like you filled out your um strengths and weaknesses and your strengths mm-hmm. and your skills and abilities, and you you put a number in there like like fifty or. 40 or whatever, and when you're rolling to against that um, ability, you are trying to roll underneath that number. Uh, so, you're okay. mainly using percentage dice. Speaking of dice, you get dice They come with the game, yeah. It's uh, very
0: typical of your a set of dice that you get in any most RPGs. So oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Is this
1: yeah. a, what is it, seven dice? It's the normal dice, yeah. So you, it's get, the normal you get a 20, dice. you get some percentage dice, so a six and a four, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Totally cool. And then, once you've done that, you advance on to book two, which is the rule book, and there's a there's a a, um, a one-on-one adventure. So, they don't have a DM or a GM in Call of Cthulhu. You have the keeper. Yes. And the keeper runs the game, and in this, in the book two, you run that for one other person. And that one other person gets to choose from... Pre-gen character sheets, or mm-hmm. you've got um do your own character sheets if you want to make it up yourself. Totally cool, uh, which I haven't done yet. Re- Re- Rebecca and I are going to planning on doing that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can do a game review maybe afterwards. A game review, yes, mm-hmm. that is our big plan. You also get. Mm-hmm. um for the other adventures uh, in book three, which mm-hmm. is for three to four to five people, ah, it's called the a, Paper Chase. Another yes, and, other, and adventures. other adventures. There's a number of adventures in here. You get like about pre-printed handouts. Like here's a letter that I found, or here's my journal entry from 1877 in March. It's, it's very, it's really, really cool. It's like it's it's everything you need to play this game is here. They explain it really well. Um, because you're playing it while you're learning it. it's fun. It's not just reading dry mm-hmm. text. Um you just you don't read anything. you just start playing it now, Paul, as a person that you know well,
0: that just plays d and d, what what was your um what was your thoughts about this game? How, how, different I, different from, you know, how, how do you find it different from d and d and
1: well, it's um it's it's not set in a fantasy world, right? It's set on earth um you know, that's like uh, some of the, the adventures are in Harlem. Mm-hmm. I did one that was I think in, in, in the southeast New York state. Mm-hmm. And um I think also the um the, the other the the one-on-one adventure I'm going to do with with Rebeccaus is like on the eastern seaboard somewhere but it's yeah. also in like the 1800s or 1900s. um early 1900s um and it's 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 so it's um not very fantasy-like, but there's mm-hmm. weird things that happen, and it gets a little creepy.
0: Yeah, and, and I noticed that, uh, like most RPGs, there are some similarities. Uh, you've got ability scores. Yes. you got hit points. you got yes. skill checks. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that you can, it looks like it's something you can grab on right away, and you, you had said you'd read through. It was, the rule book is not that thick. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you pretty much grasp it probably within about, what, uh, maybe a
1: 20-minute read or something like uh, that? Probably 20, 30. Is it? Cause yeah. it's, 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 it's a little different. Um, yeah. It also, um, it's fully customizable. I mean, you don't have to be a private investigator or a cop or um, a newspaper reporter. I decided that my character was going to be a um, um, an accountant, um, okay. uh, a forensic accountant. <laughs> so, it's like, okay. But that would be fun because there's skills that lead to, towards that. There's a skill for credit rating. Oh, wow. It's like, okay. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's like there's a bunch of different skills and strengths, mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting. So there's different, I guess we'll call them classes, if you will? You or? kind of, yeah. Okay. I and mean, you basically get to choose what you want to be strong or, or not strong in. Right. And so if there's something that you're not strong in and you have to roll, you're probably not going to make that roll.
0: Right. And I know this is a crazy question. I already know the answer, but, you know, a lot of people don't know Call of Cthulhu. Um, only one race, human yeah. Right, we're well, all human. Right? A, well, yeah. There's yeah, um, pretty
1: much. And I, I encounter in mm-hmm. the one on one adventure, you encounter a thing that is like right. somewhere between human and monster. Oh, okay. That's kind of the the base of that story.
0: And the good news is you, uh, but you got a lot of variety in the classes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And and what about um, the flexibility of the keeper to maybe go off. Oh yeah. Uh, the story maybe come up with some new stuff. Is that possible? Oh, yeah. Just like a,
1: a GM or a DM, you can mm-hmm. make up your own stuff as you go along. So, yeah. So that's probably um, going to add flavor and stuff depending on what the play... Because you never know what a player's going to do. Oh, yeah. No, right. No, they might no, dress like a pirate girl.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then talk to their pirate daddy all the time. That's right. And then get in a bar fight. <laughs> get in a bar fight twice. That's... Yes. <laughs> it could be easily happen. I don't know. I just made that up. That would never happen No. To you or me. Ne- no. Never. never. <laughs> but... Uh,
0: now people are wondering, what was this bar fight? Who knows? And who was who, dressed who, up as what? Who,
1: which, who was the pirate girl? All, all that matters daddy? is we won. <laughs> yes, we won. End. Yes, we won in the end. One of us started it, and the same one finished it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So what? Um. I, so your recommendation? Oh, get this.
1: It's like twenty bucks. Okay. Um. Uh, it can, you can it currently you can probably from your um, local game store get it at curbside pickup. Yeah. Or your, <laughs> maybe. or your bookstore. Right. Um, depending on where you, when what country you live and what part of, maybe if you're in the US, where you live. This looks uh,
0: like a good kind of in-home game. Oh, yeah. Uh, you I mean, know, during this Corona scare, I mean, you,
1: you know. Don't need, you don't even, what kind of scare? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you don't even need mm-hmm. to um, um, be together. Is, you can play this over the phone. Oh, that's don't, true. You don't yeah. need Roll20. You don't need Skype. You could literally just um, be on the phone with, with uh, for the second module with, with mm-hmm. one person. You're, you're really just talking. It's a
0: conference call. it. It's a conference, conference call. Conference call game.
1: Yeah, we're just going to talk and we're going to um, uh, play Call of Cthulhu. Super easy. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sounds fun to me. Well, looks like uh, we're giving it a two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right.
1: Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Lynn, for editing this. Yes.
0: Well, I, th- I th- is that it for the show? That's really I think all we
1: have. There's not much going on. No, we I could think go to a bar, but they're closed.
0: Yeah. Or that's the true. library,
1: or a game store.
0: Is library still
1: open? No, library's so. not open. Yeah. No, everything shut down. Everett never finally closed. Oh, by, by by the way, we are sitting. We are here in our secret, secret den. Yes. Uh, underground in Everett, Washington. That's right. Where we're very safe.
0: Right. This is the place where we sometimes we
1: play D and D. Sometimes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, with that, I think we're going to sign off now. I think that's good. Uh, stay tuned when we try to do this again. I'll Wash your hands. You don't touch your face. Yes. And keep, keep social distancing Yes. Here. And so with that, embrace the nerd. And I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.